Hello, and welcome to Searching for Service, a show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service. Our show's promise is a dedication to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for service, and how Rotary has been the organization to bring it together. The goal of the show is to grow the Rotary family by connecting through service projects. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Together, we're going to dive deep into the heart of Rotary, service above self. And today, we have a repeat offender. (laughs) A recidivist. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I'll have another. (laughs) Mr. Tom Gump, we are honored and... um, it's such a pleasure to have you back on for another episode. Um, I believe it was episode five, if I counted right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's a bit of a surprise because we initially, for our listeners, um, we were going to have our president nominee, Stephanie Urchek, on. And um, she's feeling a little under the weather. So um, who better than to have the aid? <laughs> To the, to the it's like ordering pancakes and getting waffles. I mean, it's, like, it's still really good. It's still going to be darn good. So, um, yeah, so uh, we, of course, just wanted to acknowledge the fact that we will have Stephanie on. She just has to get better. Her voice has to get better because that's really important. You have She's to have working a clear, so hard concise for voice. getting ready. <laughs> Helping people. Yes, exactly. Um, but let's do a, a recap, a little refresher for our listeners about who you are. Take uh, it away. <laughs> thank you. Well, my name is Tom Gump, as you said. Just think Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Tom oh, Gump. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> That's great. We don't want your listeners forgetting. No, <laughs> In case they no. need help with service. Just burn that into everybody. Now, you, you know what's ingrained in my head now? Every time I see you at Tuesday's Rotary meeting, I'm going to see Forrest Gump running. <laughs> like that was the thinner, younger version of me. I like that image. <laughs> Oh, that's golden. That is golden. I love it. (laughs) So I am a Rotarian. Uh, First and foremost, I am a member of your club, Mm -hmm. the Edina Morningside Rotary Club, which meets in Edina, Minnesota, USA. And that is part of a district, which is District 5950, which is basically, you know, Minnesota. And then that's part of a zone, uh, Zone 29, which runs from Canada down until Texas in the middle of the country. And then that's part of Rotary International, which has 34 zones. So, um, that's going to be a question of mine: is how many how many districts or zones do we have? So, good to know. Yeah, yeah. Rotary International has 34 zones, 17 directors, and the board of directors has the president and the president elect on it. So, 19 on the board. Wow. I I realize I kind of unofficially said nominee when I meant yes. elect. So. Oh, no, she is nominee. She, <laughs> well, she is nominee. All right. So tomato, right. tomato. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so now our listeners have a little bit of a refresher. They know that you are a current Rotarian, but obviously the aide to um, Stephanie Urchak. Um, how long have you been a Rotarian? I have been a Rotarian since 2013, okay. so just over 10 years. 
And if you want an in-depth story, go back to the other episode when Tom was on. He gives a about a 10-minute explanation of how he found Rotary. It's really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for – And an incredible story too. It's it was just, a really good yeah, story. It was heartfelt. So that's great. How long have you been part of Rotary International? So – so everyone who's a, a member of Rotary is a part of Rotary International and that's what's so great about it. You can go to the Philippines or you can go to Europe or you can go anywhere in Asia and you can go to a Rotary Club meeting and they will recognize you as a family of Rotary. You know, We have an international convention that's uh, held in a different country every year and when you go there, people will come up and say, you're part of the Rotary family. Hmm. Um, so I've been doing a typical journey of a Rotarian if they want to serve for Rotary um, is to do some work at your club, maybe become president, then do work for your district, maybe become a district governor for your district. Um, and then you could run uh, as for a director. And the directors, they pretty much um, – work with committees to establish how Rotary runs. So Rotary has a number of official committees. They have the Rotary International Membership Growth Committee. They have an audit committee. They have a finance committee. Um, and then the board gets together and takes recommendations given by the committees, and that's how we get our policies. Hmm. I mean, it's it's a governmental yeah. entity, essentially. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty far-reaching. <laughs> So who's really doing the policy in our world? <laughs> yeah. I wish Rotary did more of it. I um, do too. <laughs> but that's actually, really, that's actually a really great picture for anybody that's listening to this that isn't familiar with Rotary. And, and, and just how you get to the different places is you just start with your local clubs and you, um, you serve and you figure out leadership in, in there. Yeah. And then uh, getting or, involved in the district. Or current leadership taps you. Yeah, right. that, happens. <laughs> that happens too, right? <laughs> but the great news about Rotary is it's so large. Whatever you want to do, there's a spot for you. Yeah. I mean if you want to work in communications like you do, there's a communications committee. If you want to you know, do international grants and travel the world and do water projects, you can do that. But it is 1.4 million people around the world trying to do good. And no matter what you do, your skills can be used. Mm. And sometimes people want to learn new school skills that aren't part of their day job, and they can do that in Rotary too. Maybe mm. you uh, CPA during the day, but you want to do public image on your off time. How often are new committees formed? You know, as new things kind of come about, like how does like kind of walk through that process? I'm guessing sure. that you've probably. Walked that. Well, Rotary um, has a committee on committees. <laughs> and its main job is to get rid of committees because, you know, we talked about the strategic plan and Rotary has a vision. And that vision has four action plan priorities. And one of the things we want to do is we want to be able to adapt. So we want to look at our governance model from the club up to the district to the zone and to Rotary International. And we want to see what makes sense. Mm -hmm. So there's a committee called ORC, Operation Review Committee. And they look Look at things right now. They're looking at um, should we hold our institutes in a different way? Should they be regionalized instead of every zone having its own institute? So we are trying to be mean and lean. Um, so we try not to have too many committees. We do have task force also, like we have a DEI task force. Um, but the main thing is, however you want to serve, there's a spot for you in Rotary. That's great. I I love the fact that there's this. 
kind of self-governance and kind of burning of the ships, if you will, like of kind of creating a new constantly and mm-hmm. keeping within the vision mm-hmm. that uh, Rotary is pointing to because you could – what's really difficult is, is if there's a, there's a place for everybody, which mm-hmm. is great. <clears throat> but if you have a committee for everybody, now all of a sudden like, how, do you, how do you manage any of that effectively? And then where, where we, we kind of continue to, to – f- f- I don't know. Like we're just continuing to uh, experiment and evolve. Yeah. yeah. And then we, we grab what sticks and we kind of get rid of what slips off the wall. So I have a question for you. Um, I want to take it all the way back to when you first joined Rotary. Do you recall the first committee that you were a part of? And I want this to kind of help transition us into our next section, which is um, how you got to your current role. Can I guess? Sure. I want to guess. Okay. I'm going to say membership. (laughs) Membership's always been my passion because I do want to share that (laughs) magic. But the first day I went to Rotary just to visit – Dave went from our club, came up to me and said, well, you're going to be ahead of Camp Enterprise. I said, well, I'm not a member yet. <laughs> yeah. I can see Dave doing that too. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, but it's great because it, it got me involved. And so I felt like I was a part of it. I felt like I belonged. Mm-hmm. And without that, you know, a little bit of pressure, uh, I might have waned. You know, it's interesting because different areas of Rotary are growing and some aren't growing. And the area that's growing the most – uh, happens to be India. And what India does is you get assigned a mentor as soon as you join the club. Ooh, now, like some that. clubs, like the Adina Noon Club, <clears throat> you know, our sister club in our city, they uh, require their new members to be on a committee. So that engagement is really important. So. I like the yeah. mentors idea. I do too. Like, yeah. It makes I, so much sense. I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm sure that there has been a ton of mentorship with your role as the mm-hmm. aide to mm-hmm. Stephanie. So Absolutely. we can certainly talk about that in the next section too, which will be really great. But yeah, I mean, just a, as a quick, like when I joined Rotary, I I was kind of thrown in like, yeah, you're going <laughs> to do social club and <laughs> the, the golf committee. And I was like, but it's awesome. Here we go. <laughs> the best way, but I bet you, I bet you right now you feel so involved in a rotary because of that. 100%. Yeah. So it's definitely great. So, um, as a reminder, you are listening to searching for service brought to you by rotary, rotary district 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And as a reminder... Oh, you cut me off. All right. We're going to do uh, five gold stars on the reviews. I love it. I was ready for that. Thanks. Nice lead in. <laughs> yes. Make sure to review us on your favorite podcast platform. Yes. We've, we've got a couple great ones on there. So thank you for those Wonderful. that have been uh, doing those reviews. Wonderful. Have you done a review yet? <laughs> that's okay maybe as hosts we don't necessarily need to I'm like, but... isn't that kind of like, uh, like awesome All right, thanks. <laughs> i'm sorry i meant like the five stars because you can do that 
That would be like a preview of what it's like <laughs> inside Joe's head. I mean, like, <laughs> Love it. it's me just giving myself pep talks all day. <laughs> um, if you are tuning in for the first time, we have Tom Gump, uh, repeat offender, as I like to call it, back on for our show. Um, he is the aide to president-elect slash nominee, Stephanie Urchak. <laughs> um, so for we, we kind of did a good job of um, transitioning from Section 1 into what we want to talk about for Section 2, and that is the story of how you got to be in your current role as an aide. And so you kind of gave us a little bit of a, a, like a brief synopsis of what that, but let's mm-hmm. do a deeper dive. Sure. Well, a few years back, maybe about eight years ago or so, I was working at a president-elect's training seminar, which was in Iowa. And I was assigned to be an aide for Stephanie for that weekend. So our um, travel agency for Road International ended up sending her, instead of to Rochester, Minnesota, sent her to Rochester, New York. Oh, nice. Easily confused. Easily confused. So sometime in the middle of the night, early in the morning, uh, I met Stephanie for the first time. And uh, she started to tell me how she wanted to work for – at one time in her life, she wanted to work for the CIA or the FBI. So I was instantly scared and uh, (laughs) (laughs) – but then I uh, drove her to different events that weekend and and realized that she was a – a very interesting person. Uh, we talked a lot about our council on legislation, which happens every three years where we come up with uh, rules and regulations and policies as an international board. Um, and then I just kept running into her at events and then she actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to speak with her on a speaking tour. And I said, well, what would you like to speak about? She said, well, why don't you come up with the topic? Now, at the time, I was reading a book called The Rotary Murder Mystery. Yeah. It was like an Agatha Christie book uh, written in the late 80s, early 90s by an English professor in North Carolina. And when you go through the book, it's (laughs) – a district governor gets murdered. It's not a real-life story. It's a fictional. Uh Uh-oh. Watch your back. (laughs) So I don't know what that bodes for Lloyd, but uh, our current district governor. Um, But they describe uh, the scene of an average Rotary Club. And back then, it wasn't uh, like it is today. Uh, They were a little bit more – they thought they were diverse because they were five – Lutherans and one Presbyterian was allowed to sit with them. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. so uh, I thought it would be neat to use those examples to say this is how you don't want to be because when you're trying to help a club and change its culture, you don't want to pick on a club. Um, and But then it uh, morphed into a detailed study of change management. And I have a friend of mine who used to work for General Mills in the HR department. She owns her own change management company now. So we took solid business principles and applied them to rotary clubs. So basically trying to make your rotary club simply irresistible because what the studies at Rotary International the last two years, whether they be of leaders or club members, it turns out that people really don't leave Rotary International. They leave their club. Mm -hmm. And the reason they leave their club is because they don't feel comfortable with the club culture. Mm -hmm. So we go around the world um, virtually and and in person and talk about 
um, how to change your culture. So we were in Brazil last night. Uh, we're in North Carolina tomorrow. We're in virtually. We're virtually in Thailand on Sunday. Okay, so, so this was all virtually. I was like, wait, Tom, yeah. you've been traveling so much. Holy cow. Tom's like, got the Your eyes aren't Tom. very red, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you look great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's really amazing, though, to, um, to talk about like, how, how clubs are challenged culturally a lot of times. And, mm-hmm. and people perceive that as right and wrong most times instead mm-hmm. of – you know, changing with the times and mm-hmm. as like, we're constantly evolving and changing and new things like, I mean, think of an average family, what it looked like 40, 50 years ago compared to what it looks like today. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, every area of the world has a different culture and every club has a different culture. So if you go to Thailand where we'll be on Sunday, they very much respect their elders. So they have somewhat more of a resistance to change to sure. someone even geographically close like Vietnam. They want to change, change, change. So the important thing is to find out, you know, to deliver the product that our Rotarians want. And to do that, we have to do assessments, find out what they want, and then deliver the product. And if that means changing, we should do it. So it's interesting. It actually brings up a really interesting question. So let's say their culture naturally fosters a less uh, change. L- Lord, I'm, I got, I, you gave, you, you gave yeah. your baby brain to me. <laughs> They're less apt They're, to evolve. To, change, yes. to evolve. Yep. So, so how does Rotary support that? Right. Cause it's, it's yep. not about like hammering them and going, Oh, you stink. It's, it's right. yeah. well, how do we, so we can take a culture that seems resistant to change and we can introduce little change a positive change, and when they see that positive change, they start to get to be a culture more accepting of change. If I can just give one example, you know, um, a few years ago I was at a different president-elect training seminar, and I wanted the presidents to leave all fired up like they were being shot out of a cannon. I wanted them to take home (laughs) ideas and implement them when they became president. So I went around to each of the president-elects and I say, what change are you going to make? Because when you ask president-elects what they want to learn, they always say, well, how do we get more members? Um, how do I speak in public? And how do I make changes without getting people upset? So we were going around and one president, his name is Troy. He's from St. Cloud, president-elect. He said, well, I'm going to have pie at dessert. And I'm like, okay. And everyone laughed because they thought, you know, that. but that's what Troy wanted. He wanted to have pie because he thought the dessert was terrible at his club. So, um, Sorry to that club. <laughs> get, get on your game. <laughs> but, the, but the point to your point, yeah. Joe – I ran into Troy a few years later and I said, did you get your pie? And he said, yeah, I got my pie. But the strange thing happened is that small change, other people started when he was president bringing him other changes. Mm -hmm. And so they changed from a culture of being resistant to change to one wanting that innovation. And now they're one of the best and largest clubs in our district. So the 1% better, 1% better. 1% 1% better every day. <laughs> it's, right? it's, it's, it, that has been a topic of conversation in our household. And I oh. actually put up a, a post-it note of like 1% better every day and what that equates to in terms of minutes out oh. of your day too. So but you, anyways, but you think that's about what that. About. That's what the pie represented. 1% <clears throat> better. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of change. And then somebody else saw that and went, oh, that's that's pretty simple. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't hurt me. Well, and that's, that's – um, <laughs> That's not offensive, right? Like it's, right. 
<laughs> and most likely everyone was like, oh, yeah, the pie is great. Awesome. <laughs> well, and, if you, and if you don't have it in your club, you can point to a club <clears throat> next door or you can take out your Rotary magazine. There's all positive stories that you can say. But first you've got to find out what they want. Yeah. Do you want more members? Do you want more service projects? And then you say, if you want that – Paint that picture. Do the assessment. Find out. Paint the picture. Do a design. Have a communication plan. Find out who the influencers are in your club. Have them move it forward. And then bring your leadership along with you because it's important for Troy to bring his president-elect and president nominee because he doesn't want his pie just during his year. He wants that pie to stay along. Now, I take that into an international It's like polio. We've been working on polio to eradicate mm-hmm. that disease from the face of the planet. Well – President Jennifer, who's our current president, she has to have buy-in from Gordon, who's our president-elect, and then Stephanie, who's our president nominee. Because if you don't have that continuity, things don't happen. It makes complete sense. And it, it goes back to um, how how we're ki- constantly kind of calling the herd. Because let's just say the pie, the pie didn't work, like, you know, for his year worked, but the club didn't buy into it. It would have probably been gone. Because it should be gone if the club isn't buying into it. But so the whole point is, is the change doesn't necessarily have to be permanent. It just has to be what what sticks is what should. Wow, seriously, you got this. Joe, you're a hundred percent right. But, you're a hundred percent right because our clubs are changing, right? Yep. You are invited the owner of the station to come to our club on Tuesday. Correct. When he joins, our club will change. So we have to do an assessment not just once. We have to do one All once a year. When people come in, do an assessment there. When people leave, do an assessment there. Love it. See, Tom, Tom said it right. <laughs> <laughs> As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. I just want to take a moment and just thank (laughs) Kelly for being the rock of the show. (laughs) (laughs) And what we're going to do in March, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. God help us all. (laughs) We'll be fine. Yeah, you guys will be fine. It's all good. So um, if you are tuning in for the first time, as a reminder, we have Tom Gampan. He is the aide to President nominee slash elect Stephanie Urchak. And for this next section, we're going to do a day in the life of an aide. Oh. And it should be interesting. I, I'm pretty sure we've got some good content Happens to me here. all the time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Phone vibrating in the yeah. middle. Yeah, it just happens. It's life. It's, guess yeah. what? It's 2023, people. That's just what yeah. happens. Well, and I'm certain, Tom, that you've, you've, you're like a fly on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it's you've had opportunities and um, uh, experiences that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm certain some of them maybe aren't necessary – necessarily needed to be shared but in his book <laughs> yeah <laughs> we know you'll have a book eventually there's no doubt about that time you're just too cool of a person to not have that happen but yeah so let's let's run through a typical yeah. day sure uh love there to. is such a thing yeah well thank you for the question 
You know, it really is being an aide. Um, I probably shouldn't say this, but it is the best job in Rotary, being aide to an international president. And I feel honored to, to have the position. You get to meet so many people. You get to meet our Rotary International staff. We have about 700 staff um, in offices around the world. Our headquarters is in Evanston. And when you first uh, become an aide, the aide is the first position that a Rotary International president picks. And then she or he picks his convention chair and his international assembly moderator. But the aide is the first one. So you get a little letter that says, okay, you, you're our aide. Um, typically, um, it's usually reserved for a former director. And a lot of times, uh, a president will choose someone outside of the country. Um, but I, I am in the same country as Stephanie, and I'm not a former director. But it's great being an aide because during the orientation, you get to meet with the various department heads and their staff. So you'll meet with the people who head up our IT department. You'll meet people who head up the legal department. You'll meet people who head up you know, every department in Rotary. And you get to realize there is such quality staff at Rotary International. It's just amazing the quality of people that we have there. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. But then <clears throat> the thought that's going through my head is, well, why would you need to meet, you know, mm -hmm. like the head of the IT department? But then I go, mm -hmm. okay, actually, it makes sense because if you are the aide to the president, mm -hmm. you <laughs> you got to know all the right people, right? And you've got to right. have your resources and resources readily available. I'm certain mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. what it boils down to, right? Uh, absolutely. And there's so many things that have to be done. If you take um, average president year, there's certain things that happen every year. Uh, there's an international assembly, which used to take place in San Diego. Now it takes place in Orlando. And we'll bring in 500 district governors from around the world, and we'll teach them how to be a district governor. Well, to put Lloyd, on did you get to go? Oh, he's, I don't know. Where he's Lloyd. Yeah, he's cheering out there. <laughs> Lloyd Campbell, our uh, district governor of 5950, is here in the house. And so <laughs> we're just going to give a quick shout out to him. Absolutely. Um, an international convention where you could have 30,000, 40,000 people uh, come together. Um, then there's going to be certain other things that happen during Stephanie's year that don't always happen in a president's year. There's going to be a dedication of a new peace center that was just approved in the Middle East. So there'll have mm -hmm. to be a celebration recognizing that in Turkey. There'll also be a council on legislation where once every three years we bring a representative, an assistant representative to the council legislation to look at our policies and take resolutions to see if we need to change our governing documents. Um, so every one of those takes staff to do it. Um, and we also have regional coordinators, uh, 600 people who, for the foundation, public image, membership, and Polio Now campaign, there's a coordinator uh, for every zone, some a paired zone, and then there's assistance to that. All those mm -hmm. people need to be educated. So there is just a lot that goes on. When you have the International Assembly, you have to pick training leaders. Mm -hmm. So people who are facilitators um, that help the district governors learn the process. So you have to meet all those people. So when the alarm clock goes off in the morning, what's usually the first thing that you do? Well, I am very fortunate to have Stephanie as my president because she has me meet with her 6.30 every morning um, for an hour or so on Zoom, 7.30 her time, 6.30 my time. And she will um, give me certain research projects like um, – 
research all the presidential peace conferences and find out what the themes are. Or, um, you know, she wanted me the other day to find out the top 100 companies in Pittsburgh where she is because she wants to start reaching out to see if Rotary can partner with those. Yeah. But one of the really cool things is, you know, we were talking about in our last segment about how Rotary runs on committees and committees do all this research and they present um, proposals to the directors. Well, right now, currently, I only sit on one committee for Rotary International. That's a membership growth committee. But I have never been to, until I was an aide, the DEI task force. i never been to an RI finance committee. So when I get to go to the finance committee, Stephanie's too busy to go to the committee meeting. So I take detailed notes and right after I call her and I'll say, okay, the current convention is or is not on track. Uh, we have this much in reserves here. We have this, this, and this. This is what the directors on the call are concerned about. This is what the other members are concerned about. So I am learning so much. It's just amazing. Well, you have to know 10x what you present to her, right? Because you've got to distill yeah. the information down to here's what you need to know. Here's the action steps. Here's what, here's what we need to think about going forward. And think about all the information that you have to have in order to do that. <laughs> all I can think of is like drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> they often that describe like that. It. Our first week of orientation was, you know, seven in the morning till five. And then there's always a breakfast before and a dinner after. But you know what's amazing to me is we have a code of policies, which is just over 500 pages. But I swear the unwritten rules in Rotary must be 50,000 pages. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. You know, sure. like the, what I was saying, the aid, it says the president shall have an aid. But the informal policy says probably should be a past director. Probably is. So I am learning um, all those things, which is great. Well, and you're probably learning too, like how to communicate with different people mm-hmm. in different countries, mm-hmm. in diff- mm-hmm. like in just different. I mean, it's like we kind of hit on that earlier with um, the change component is, but just communication in general has to be a, an interesting challenge. Although it, everybody speaks Rotary, so yes. that yeah. helps, right? Yeah, but it is because you really, in order to make effective decisions, it's not only knowing the policies and the informal rules, but it's also knowing the interpersonal skills because, you know, we've um, attended director-elect um, orientations and uh, not so much to find out, okay, it's Illinois Corporation, you got the duty of care and concern and those things, but more to see how – um, the directors who – the people who are going to be the directors, how they interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the outspoken ones who aren't? Because eventually of that 17 board, there will be eight members who will be second years and Stephanie will have to choose cert- – make certain appointments like who's going to be your vice president, who's going to be head of the executive committee, who's going to be you know all kinds of different things. So you need to learn about the people as well. Yeah. And it's interesting too, and I, I don't know why I thought of this, but it's so something I've, I've been studying elite level producers and leaders for the last three, four years, and there is a general consistency with every one of them, and it is pattern recognition. I have figured out that elite level producers, leaders, they are incredibly good pattern recognizers. And something that you were saying is, you said that you you had to research all of the themes for – remind me what it was, but it was – Presidential peace conferences. All of the themes. She's looking for patterns. She's looking for things to you know, put together that she can then thematically translate out to the, the Rotary International 
at large. Mm -hmm. So that's just so cool. Like that, that to me, I'm like elite level thinker, elite level thinker, elite level thinker. (laughs) So it'll, it'll be fun once we're able to have her on here and just kind of pick her brain and talk through. But I was, I was also noticing that in, in the way that you take in the information that you do and distill it down to what she needs to know. I mean, just to, to be able to function at those levels, which has been really cool about this interview, is just like the high <laughs> level of functionality that is required in order to do this. Mm-hmm. It's I, I just kept hearing that in my head. I'm like, pattern recognition, all of it. What's important? What isn't important? What you know, yeah. like what and really matters? Sure filters in place. So and how to communicate it effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're almost wrapped up with our the time in our last section here, which I was almost, I was so enthralled. I was like, Oh, and there's two minutes left. <laughs> so, um, in our next section, let's talk about what you look forward to and, um, give a little bit of recognition as well. So <laughs> as a reminder, you are listening to searching for service. I'm Kelly Kirk and I'm Joseph Kirk. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And, and just as a reminder, <laughs> we do love five-star reviews. Five and as star. a reminder, reminder, <laughs> reminder you reminder. can find us on all of your favorite platforms too. So, podcast. How do you listen to the show? Um, Apple. Same. although we we've gotten a a bunch of people that say that they listen to it on spotify and google too and google and so yeah well now 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 you guys know just a few of the ways that you can listen to searching for service or there's a list on am 950 as well (laughs) that's true (laughs) all right um we have tom gump on and he is the aide to stephanie urchak president nominee slash elect. I'm not going to stop saying it. Sorry. <laughs> slash, slash, slash. So, um, Tom, let's talk about what... No. I'm sorry. I'm going to back up and reverse it. Um, you just got awarded service very, above very self. very high honor, by the way. A very, very high honor. Service From Rotary International. above self. Congratulations. Thank you very You're being much. very humble and bashful right now, and that's funny. Can you tell to us see a little bit? That. Can you tell us a little bit about what the award yeah. is? Because sure, I don't know anything about it. Well, it's funny because our vision statement for Rotary says together we, and Rotary everything happens together. So it is a little bit. Um, I, I, I want to get over myself for winning that award because the reality is it's. I came from a great club which you both are a part of, in a great district. And it was only through all of that support that I was able to receive that award. On the shoulders of giants, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is true. That is true. Well, we sure appreciate you. And that is quite the yeah, recognition, too. So congratulations. We're so glad that Lloyd came in and gave us that little... He, he tipped us off. So that was wonderful. <laughs> uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't share that. So... Um, Let's dive in. We want to know, what do you look forward to for this upcoming year? Wow. So um, the next year is going to be great. So I'm Stephanie's aide, uh, along with my wife, Catherine, who helps me out a lot. 
for the next two and a half years. So we are in the nominee year, and there's a lot of planning that goes on in the mm-hmm. nominee year. Um, in the elect year, uh, we start doing – she does a lot more traveling. I start doing a little more traveling. And then in her president year, she travels a lot. But, you know – Does yep. she have an aide still when she's a president, and how does that work? So um, I will be her aide uh, well, along with Catherine for the next two and a half years, and I'll always be her aide. So when okay. we go to events such as the international convention, I will announce her – um, when she goes on stage, uh, if people... do you have your sweet announcer voice plan? Like, <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> In this corner, we have Stephanie. <laughs> no, I, I was. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I've been uh, listening to you and your well-modulated voice, so I can you know get tips there. <laughs> Yours and Kelly's. Your silky voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're on the AM right. radio, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, Kelly, when it's all said and done, the most, uh, the thing I look forward to the most are the friends you make. Mm-hmm. I mean, the friends you make all over the world. Um, you know, Stephanie loves to go to places like the Philippines where she can sing and dance. Um, I'm not so good at the singing and dancing. <laughs> But they make me do karaoke when I go to the Philippines. <laughs> oh boy, that's my nightmare. That is my. They made true me do nightmare. Carpenters. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> what song? Um, why do birds suddenly appear? Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> Joseph. Written in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd's like no. <laughs> Um, but no matter what you do in Rotary, it's all about the friendships you make. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. We were um, virtually online last night in Brazil. And, you know, uh, Stephanie had worked with the past director, the current director, and the director-elect. And the friends we are making along the way, they'll be lifelong friends. Um, and then no matter – even after Stephanie's president, then in three years from then, she'll be um, head of the trustees – and then I will come back as an aide for her during that year. Huh. But the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the people. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I look to you like because you had a follow up. No, follow up. I, I, didn't want, I didn't want to talk over okay. you. <laughs> so if you have to talk about highlights, I guess you can look at it as to the events that are coming up. Sure. A- actually. Um, it starts with International Assembly, which is January, and that's where her class of district governors come in and she gets to unveil her theme, you know, what is going to be the theme for the year, her logo for the year. And then the only people who hear that are some senior leaders and the governors themselves, and they can call back and tell their districts this is going to be the theme. Okay. I'm wearing the theme tie for next year. I was going to say, I love your tie. It's called Create Hope in the World. So Gordon, who's going to be present next year, a wonderful man from Scotland, a true leader, um, he – this was his theme. This is his theme tie. He's got a theme scarf. So Stephanie will announce that in January. That will be huge. Then we have an international convention, which will be in Calgary. So – you know, the next year we're going to Melbourne. What we say in the U.S. is Melbourne, but Melbourne, as they say it there, then Singapore, and then we'll be in Calgary. That is a huge event. Um, we hope to get, you know, tens of thousands of people there. Sure. And that'll be fun. The Middle East, the dedication of the new Middle East Peace Center in Turkey, I'm really looking forward to. Because, you know, we all know we live in a divided world and Rotary tries to bring that world together. And peace is such a big part of what we do. So I'm very excited about that. 
And I'm excited about, and this is kind of geeky, and I'm, I'm a recovering attorney, <laughs> a license in four bars. So I love legislation. I love policy. So to be at our body, um, our parliament, so to speak, that looks over our governing documents with representatives from all over the world and be a part of that, I'm excited about that as well. That's really exciting. That, that is very exciting. It's, it's funny. Our snowman has last year's scarf around it. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Our, our snowman's a little sad right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been a little warm and its head fell off. <laughs> it's treacherous, that zone over there by the snowman. So. The, the one thing I wanted to ask you too is what are you nervous about? You know, you don't know everything. You know, it's kind of the uncharted territory. I think Rotary does an amazing job of preparing mm-hmm. its leaders for the road. But what are you nervous about? You know, I want to do the best job I can possibly do. And, you know, I was doing some things in Rotary that I was very excited about. And then when Stephanie gave me the honor of being her aide, I gave up those things so I can focus on this. So with that focus um, and that passion comes a sincere desire to serve well. And I want to make sure that I can do the best I can do. I want to also make sure that um, other people get the opportunity. I was very fortunate I gave up being a training leader this year, so and then one of my best friends took that spot. Okay. So I'm very happy to give those up. But I am not fearful because I know Rotary International does such a good job and we have two and a half years to prepare. But I want to talk to as many people as I can and make sure I don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. So I have been actually on my own uh, initiative seeking out other aides who have done it in the past just to say – what is the best – what can I do for Stephanie? And sometimes it's little tips like bring a roll of transparent tape. So if someone gives you a gift, you can write with a Sharpie on it. This is from so-and-so from mm-hmm. Pakistan. Um, I had two meetings. Brilliant. With, <laughs> By the yeah, way, like, oh, right, right. Bring an extra bag. You know, um, I spent uh, – we had an office at IA, so we were meeting with vendors and stuff getting ready for next year at International Assembly. And I had two meetings with Brad Howard, who is a, a former director and the current president's aide, to find out everything I can learn from him. But our staff is just so great, and um, they're teaching us so many things. And every time I meet with, um, let's say, a senior leader that can tell us how you – one of the jobs that – one of my main jobs next year, well, the year after next, will be assigning president's reps. So we have district conferences, 500 of them around the world. The president doesn't have time to go to them. She goes to the institute. She goes to the president-elect's training seminars. But we pick senior leaders, directors, trustees, to go to these conferences to represent Stephanie when she's president. So I'm learning how to do that. It's really exciting. I think the question that I want to ask to kind of wrap things up because we've got a minute left is what advice would you give an individual who's looking for service? Go ahead and do it. Um, mm-hmm. Find what you're passionate about. Do that. If Rotary's not doing it, we can start a club or we can start a project for you. And the other thing, bring your friends with you. Bring your family. Don't just serve alone. It's much more fun to serve with others. It well, sure well is. and, and yeah. it sure helps get you to the places you want to go within Rotary too. It's, when, it's not what you know, it's who you know and mm-hmm. it's just – that's just so true in life. It's, it's, very, it's so ridiculous. It's, it's not even funny. True, so. it's Joe and Kelly for club president. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you so much for tuning in to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And as a reminder, it's time to stop searching and start serving.